Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Encounters with the Father. I am your host, Brian Spletzdozer, and today things will be a little bit different. Last couple of weeks, we've had some special guests, some special friends to share with, but today it's me. There's things that have been brewing in my heart over the last week that want to continue on with last week's beginning of repentance and forgiveness. We know as Christians that God has commanded us that we must forgive and we must love the Father with all of our heart, with all of our mind, and with all of our soul. And we must love our neighbor as ourselves. Those are two commands that are very, very difficult to hold on to and to keep. So how do we do that when this world and people that we encounter say things to us, accuse us, come after us, criticize us, judge us, condemn us? How do we do that? How do we deal with that? How do we deal with the hurt and the pain of people that are close to us when they hurt our feelings? The Father has given us a way out of that. He's given us a way to release that hurt, to release unforgiveness by giving us a pathway to forgiveness. And I want to read a couple of scriptures, and you might have heard these many, many times over the years, but we're going to do them again in a couple different versions of the Bible. I want to read in Matthew 6. Verses 14 and 15. That's Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you yours. I want to jump right into the amplified version of the same Verses, Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. For if you forgive others their trespasses, and then in parentheses, it says, their reckless and willful sin, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, parentheses again, nurturing your hurt and anger with the result that it interferes with your relationship with God, then your father will not forgive your trespasses. I want to take a moment to think about that last one in parentheses, nurturing your hurt and anger. If we sit back and we think about this for a minute, we are all guilty of that. For when that first dart hits, when somebody says something, somebody does something, it hurts. It hurts your heart. It hurts your spirit. And then as that continues to sit in your heart, it begins to fester and you begin to justify the emotions that are starting to come. You're justifying the anger at this person for what they said. You're justifying the hurt. You're justifying 
You don't understand what this person said to me. You don't understand how bad this hurt. I didn't do anything to this person. I didn't do anything. I just tried to love them and they just are so mean. They say things, they drop bombs is what I say. You know, they open up your bedroom door, they throw a grenade in there and they shut the door and the grenade goes off and it hurts like crazy for what they said. And then they walk off and they go get an ice cream cone and you're sitting there holding the bag going, what did I do? What happened? Or what did I do to deserve this? There's a lot of ways and a lot of reasons that we justify holding on to unforgiveness, holding on to that hurt and that anger. And as we continue to hold on to it with our justification and we don't go to the Father immediately, it begins to grab a hold of us deeper. That root begins to go further and further inside of our heart and inside of our spirit. And as the end of that parenthesis says, with the result that it interferes with our relationship with God. We don't think about that when we hold on to things. We pray and we pray and we ask God, take this away, take this away, this hurts so bad. I won't, I don't want this anymore. I didn't do anything, God, I didn't do anything. And this person just is so condemning. He's, they're just so judgmental towards me. And all I'm trying to do is help them. All I'm trying to do is be available. All I'm trying to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the longer it stays in there, the more it interferes, first with our relationship with the Father. Then it begins to manifest itself in so many different areas in our lives. So many different areas where it, it interferes with our relationship with our spouse or our significant other or our kids, our, your parents, your grandparents, co-workers. And you find yourself reacting in ways that just aren't who you are. This is the root of unforgiveness and it breeds bitterness and resentment and pretty soon you're so bitter and so resentful you forgot why or what happened to you that caused this there's so many references in the bible that that and i'm just going to give you a couple of them that when david had to forgive Saul. Saul was trying to kill him. David, the only thing he had done was he was anointed king. And he was waiting in the wings, just waiting for the appropriate time for the father to commission him as the king. He had been anointed, but he had not been commissioned. And Saul was jealous. Saul was convinced that David was after him to steal his crown, to steal things from him. So he wanted him dead. Now, David 
could have justified his anger, justified his hurt, as he had been used by God to play his harp, to calm the spirits in Saul, to help him to do things. And now things had turned. They had turned against him. How about Joseph? No matter what you go through, there's a situation in the Bible that will help you remove the emotions of the hurt that you have so that you can forgive. We got to fight our way through. How about Joseph being thrown in a pit by his own siblings and then being sold into slavery? The brother's going home and telling the father that Joseph was no longer with him, causing the anguish of the father. But Joseph, look at the walk that he had to walk. And we can say, yes, but the Lord anointed him and he did that. Putting that aside, look at the man, look at the person, look at you in that situation and how you would have reacted towards your siblings. Forgiveness is a beautiful key to freedom. A beautiful key that unlocks unlocks the door that we've slammed shut in this room where we have put that hurt and the resentment and the bitterness and the anger. And many of us have cried out to the Father, just take this. I can't live it anymore. I can't live with this anymore, Father. Just take it. Our prayers need to change in that area because God will not take anything from us because that will go against our free will. We have to willingly give up this hurt. We have to repent. <clears throat> we have to repent of holding on to this hurt. We have to repent of our justification. We have to repent for our bitterness and our anger towards this person. Because no matter what they did to you, our commission is to love our neighbor as ourselves. And in order for us to do that, we have to let go of these things and forgive as he has forgiven us. I don't want to be standing in front of him and him saying to me, I would have forgiven you for this, but you held on to it and you justified your hurt for all of these years and you never allowed me to forgive you. So I can't forgive you for that. I don't think there's many Christians that I've ever met that would want to be in that place. We are commissioned to love Love each other, love each other from the heart of the Father. How do we do that? We follow his commands. We follow his commands and we do what the Bible says. We don't just read and go, oh yeah, good idea, God. That was a good one. No, we have to be a doer of the word. If you want to see people the way that God sees them, we need to open up our hearts. We need to allow them to be free. And loving people from the Lord's heart is not easy because you have to open up your heart 
knowing full well you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. Because we hurt the Father every day. We hurt his heart. He grieves for us because of the things that we do. But he forgives us. And we need to forgive those who have come against us, who have accused us, who have done us wrong. And in the world standards, we have every right. We have every right to be angry. If you start telling yourself, I have a right to be angry, you're protecting yourself. Your pride is starting to kick. Your pride is causing an overshadowing of it. And then each day this goes on, it gets deeper and deeper inside of you, as I've already shared. There's not a situation that we will run into in our lives that are too bad and too strong to forgive. Because we have to remember, Christ died on, our, on the cross for us. And he forgave our sins, past, present, and future sin. This is one of the greatest blessings of love and greatest outpourings of love that the Father can give us. There's no other way to find and if we fill that scripture where it says that he will give us peace beyond our understanding. We can't have peace if we're holding on to the resentment and the bitterness and the anger and the justification. And the enemy gets in there too and starts whispering into your ears. Well, if you forgive them, that makes what they did to you okay. No, it doesn't. No. The scripture that I quoted at the beginning where it says that we need to love each other. We need to love our neighbor, sorry, as ourselves. The greatest gift of love that you can give yourself is to forgive others. Because it will lead to a freedom that you've never experienced before. It will lead to an encounter with the Father. You want to bless his heart. You want him to pour out blessings upon your heart and upon your life. Make repentance and forgiveness not a chore, not something that's a command because nobody, nobody likes to be told what to do. But if you do it enough, it becomes who you are. It becomes part of your existence. I don't repent and forgive all day long. But there's not very many hours that go by in the day that I don't repent and forgive. Because you need to repent of the sin that you know that you've done and repent of the sin that you don't even know that you've done. Because our sin is not regulated by what we think. It's regulated by the, by the laws in the kingdom. And it's, and it's regulated by the Father. He's the one who determines what our sin is. Actually, what is sin and what isn't sin. Taking care 
of our hearts and our spirits in order for us to be able to walk in a freedom that other people are searching for. They're searching for it in other gods, in other ways, other, other beliefs that will lead them to nothing but disappointment. If we make this who we are and we continue to do it day after day, then the scripture that's coming to me now is about let your light so shine before men that they may see my good works in you. That has to do with the work that he does inside so that our spirit, our spirit can shine in this dark world. Our spirit needs to be let loose inside of us so that it can shine and so that makes evangelism easy because people that are searching for the Christ and searching for the answers, their spirit inside of them, no matter how covered up it is with sin, their spirit, because they too are created in the image of God, they will see it. Their spirit will see your light and they will come to you and they will ask you, or they will begin to just turn and begin to share their life with you and what's going on. And they just blurt it out. They cannot stop it because their spirit is pushing all of this stuff off of itself and out of that person because your their spirit wants to connect with yours. And when they get done, the door of evangelism, the door of salvation opens to them. And you can just say to them, you case came to me and shared your life, shared what's going on. And I am so sorry. But there's a reason why you came to me. And I believe it is because you were led here by my Savior, Jesus Christ. And he's calling you unto him. Evangelism made easy when we let our lights show so shine before man that God's work inside of us will be a beacon in this dark world that we are walking in. And believe me, folks, it hasn't even gotten dark. We have yet to begin to walk in the darkness that this world is coming into. This is why we go through these things. This is why we have been getting prepared. You wonder why your life is tough? You wonder why things are happening to you? Because you're being trained. You're being trained in order for you to reign, R-E-I-G-N, reign in God's kingdom while you're here on earth and to be used by the Father and Christ and the Holy Spirit to lead those who are lost home. Evangelism is only about bringing God's children back home. No matter what you've gone through in your life, God has prepared a way out for you. And it's through repentance and it's through forgiveness. 
to true forgiveness, you have got to be willing to lay open your heart. Have a gut-wrenching, open, honest conversation with your Lord and Savior. Let him hear your wounds. Let him touch those open wounds and clean them out. Let him put, as the Bible refers to, the balm of Gilead. If you want to know what that is, it is a spiritual version. It's a healing salve. Compare it to hydrogen peroxide in the natural. Without the burning. <laughs> it cleanses the open wounds in your heart and in your spirit. And it allows to get all of that infection, all of that anger, resentment, bitterness, rage, justification, all of these things. It gets them out of you, out of that wound, so that it can heal properly and be turned into a scar. Once your wounds have been turned into scars, you can truly minister to others out of that place because you can go there and you won't have any emotion. You won't have any hurt. You won't have, you'll remember, but you can tell the story, but instead of it being hurt and be so well rehearsed because you've said it 10,000 times, that wound has now been touched by the Father and is anointed. And when you begin to speak, the anointing of the Father comes out of your mouth and proceeds into the person that you're telling this story to where it will penetrate into them and it will reach into those deep, dark places that they are hiding from. This is how when you forgive and he forgives you, how your life can be used for the benefit of ministry and helping others through their life torments and troubles. You giving your honest to God testimony of how God healed you of all of these things. And you give that testimony out of scars so that the words that come out of your mouth will be anointed and it will be touched by the love of the Father and it won't be about you and all of the stuff that you went through and it won't come out of a spirit of religion either. Jesus in Luke, in the Amplified Version again, Luke 24, 46 and 47. And so it is written that Christ, in parentheses, the Messiah, the anointed one, would suffer and rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance parentheses, necessary for forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. Now these are Jesus's words that he was talking to his disciples saying, this is what needs to happen. There's the command for repentance and forgiveness. Once we've gone through it, once we've gotten healed, once, how does that apply to us? When we, when we let go of the hurts and we forgive that person, there is a death. There is a death that happens inside of us. There is a death that happens to our flesh in that place that we had been living. There has to be a death 
before there's a testimony. The death of the tester has to happen. And I can't remember where that is exactly in the scriptures, but it's there. But when that area of your life that's so full of hurt and pain dies because you have forgiven and you have repented and you've given that over to the Father and he turns it into a scar, then, then you are equipped to preach the message of repentance and forgiveness because you have experienced it from the beginning of the hurt to the end and experienced the encounter with the Father when you have pushed all the way through it. And remember that the Father is the only one that determines if you have truly repented and that you have truly forgiven someone. He knows. Don't try to convince him that you have because you won't be able to. He'll keep pushing you. He'll keep edging you going, you haven't gone far enough. Haven't gone far enough. Keep going, keep going, keep going. He wants every bit of poison out of those hurtful places. It's time that we preach what Jesus right there says that we needed to do. We need to preach the message of repentance and forgiveness throughout the nations to set the people free, set captives free so that they will experience the love, the true, pure love of the Father. And when you begin to feel that love, don't ever let your flesh or the enemy convince you of the fact that you have all of the Father's love. No. All that you can handle where you're at right now. Because we get to these places where, oh, this feels so good. Yes, Father, I'm ready to go. Maybe not. <laughs> Again, it's up to him to determine that. I hope today's podcast has given you a little bit of direction, giving you hope and giving you an encouragement to get down on your knees, to get down in front of the Father and to repent of your sin and to forgive those that have trespassed against you. Not because you have to, so that you can experience the love of the Father and that it will not hinder you, that it will not hinder you in your intimate relationship with the Father. Because when you get to heaven, I know you don't wanna just slide under the pearly gates and go, made it under the tag. I want you to not only run through the gates, but because of what you've done and what you've learned here and you have followed the commands of the Father, that you run and you get to run directly into the throne room of heaven and into the lap of the Father and say, Daddy, I'm home. I made it. And to feel his arms wrapped around you. Your heavenly father loves you and loves us more than you could ever possibly imagine. It's time that we realize that he's given us a pathway, a pathway to prevent this world from manipulating and controlling us and that we can live a life of love and compassion for each other. And for many of us, we will actually be able to look in the mirror and we will be able to love ourselves because the guilt and the shame of the past has been forgiven. Let it go. 
Just let it go. <clears throat> let it go and cut the strings. If you truly repent and you truly let go and you truly forgive, you won't take it back. And when the enemy tries to remind you, you can remind him about how you have forgiven and you have been forgiven. So get out of my face, devil. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. And Lord, I just ask now that if anyone that is listening to this podcast is questioning their relationship with you, that might have fallen away because of hurts and pains that this world and people have caused. Wondering where you are, where you were when this situation happened in that situation. Or somebody that has been searching for truth and happens to stumble upon here. If that's you, I would just ask that you say this simple prayer. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you are my heavenly father and you love me. And by faith, I receive this salvation and my sins are washed away. And now you will make me into a new creation in Christ. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next time.